Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Mystery in Space number 109. Cover date, August 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artist, Joe Serta, edited by Jack Schiff. Featuring The Satellite Hotel That Vanished, written by Dave Wood, art by Lee Elias. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Welcome to the world of love and laughter, baby. Welcome to the sunshine of a brand new day. Oh, you drifted onto the sea. You flowered into a dream. A dream that never would Ultra the multi-alien finally perfects a device capable of changing him back to astronaut Ace Arn. He then returns to his fiancée, Bonnie, and explains that Ultra has rescued him from an asteroid. When another crisis arises, Ace just changes himself back to Ultra to help out. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Mars, I'm as cute as can be. I can kiss the girl so tenderly. Cause I'm a little bitty lover bugger man for Mars. Well, I'm a little bitty lover bugger man for Mars. Hey, I'm a little bitty lover bugger man for Mars. And I'm a painting the tile tonight. Ultra the multi alien coming for to carry me home. Or to actually, in this case, carry away the treasures and the ransom. Right. And, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. He's escaping. This yeah. is, uh, the only appearance of Ultra the Multi-Alien in the pages of Mystery and Space in which he does not appear on the cover. I do believe this, uh, portends an ill future for our friend Ultra the Multi-Alien. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would only make eight appearances in his original incarnation. Mm-hmm. This is number seven. Ah, okay. Uh, we get a big change to the status quo, mm-hmm. which I did not like one bit. I think this is leading to the ruination of the character, <laughs> such as it was. <laughs> you think this story is? Like, didn't you have can see it. You can oh, see yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think this is like when Sam and Diane get together on Cheers. Oh, yeah. Yep. Or when they bring in the Australian cousin. Yes, Pippa. Uh-huh. Um, on um, Facts of Life. <clears throat> Facts of Life, mm-hmm. yes. Or mm-hmm. when they brought in Leo DiCaprio on Growing Pains. Yeah, it's like, it basically, it's jumping the shark. What was his... On Happy Days, right? Yes, what was DiCaprio's character name? Tommy? It was like Roach or something. Uh, who cares? Booger. Really? Well, there was some... Wasn't there some, like, I, imaginary I character I don't care. Nope. Nope, but like but, but it was something like time, boner. No, listen, you're thinking of Skippy. No, that was on Family Ties. This is on Growing Pains. Oh, Growing Pains. Oh, yeah, with no, Frank he had Cameron. a friend named Boner. Okay, I thought yeah. so. But yeah, then, but that but that wasn't, wasn't Leonardo DiCaprio. No, his no. name was like Stretch or something because he was a street kid. Yeah, they got him off the street literally. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, somebody will write in and tell us. It really okay, but uh, I would. Would you agree that it's sort of like jumping the shark? Oh yeah. Only they, they, they haven't jumped the shark in this case. Like this is just like okay, we are clearly just. It reminds me a lot of that bringing an Australian um, kid actor during right. during the eighties. Mm-hmm. You know when it's like okay, the we're we are really close to our final season of this. The ratings are really down. Let's bring in an Australian. Right. That'll bring ratings up. You know, right. and it worked for a while. Oh sure. Until but they got well, let's see. Till America got wise. Yeah, well, I mean, let's see. They 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 moved into um, uh, they had they had that place above the shop. They had Edna's Edibles, uh-huh. um, right? And then they all the girls they they went to college, yeah, right? And then did they open up a shop after college, or did they get them through college? Is that what Edna's Edibles got them through college? 
I don't. Well, then Edna left. Yeah, and then it was Cloris Leachman, the, right? Then Cloris Leachman came. As, yes. Uh, Emily Ann or something. I don't she know. She had a multiple name. And uh, then it was just like a knickknack shop, right? Yes. Yeah, they sold, they sold collectibles and junk and, and like, paper cups like a Spencer's and, and gifts, but without yes. the porn. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Natalie slept with her boyfriend, Snake. <laughs> Remember that? Uh, no, I don't, actually. That was a whole episode about it. Oh, my goodness. And do you know uh, Jerry Jewell, who played Cousin Jerry? Yes. In several very special episodes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it seem like she was on the show all the time? Yes. She was only on 12 episodes of that show. Well, still, I mean, I watched the, the entire the entire run of that show. Oh, sure, I did yeah. too. But it just seems like she was around a lot more than just twelve episodes, and yeah. then she was out the door. Huh? Go she, figure. She did not make the transition to the Cloris Leachman years. No. Well, honestly, once once Edna left, once Mrs. Garrett left, it was you know yeah those days were numbered. Remember season one when Molly Ringwald was on it? Oh my God, they had so many girls on that I show, know. right? Yes. They probably had twelve. I think it might have been. Not that seems a little high. Seven, I think. Yeah, it was a lot. And then remember uh, Mindy Cohn. Mindy Cohn was not an actress, right? She was she, natural. She was a natural, and and um, oh, what's Mrs. Garrett's real name? Charlotte Ray. Uh-huh. Charlotte Ray discovered her. Yep. And fell in love with her and said, "We've got to have you on the show." Yep. Mm-hmm. Remember when George Clooney was on? Yes, I do. Um, that's how they cast the Little Rascals. You know, I've been watching all the Little Rascals. I know. I've been hearing them up the staircase every night when I'm practicing guitar. <laughs> you can always tell by their really poorly acted lines of the children. Because well, they weren't actors. They just off the street like Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's sad. Sad sets. I mean, it was like when it's the 1930s. So yeah. like the, the Depression and sure. the Dust Bowl and all that stuff is going on. Um well, I have to keep the sound up to cover up, drown out the guitar, else I can't hear the dialogue. <laughs> I don't bring the... I'm not that loud of a player. Thank you. Yes, you. your teacher told you this week that you project very well. <laughs> she did, didn't she? Yes. Yes. So what else is new that we can talk about with to avoid talking about Ultra the Multi-Alien? <laughs> well, someone forced me to close the window and the doors of the recording studio slash office upstairs yes. over the garage because... The wind is too much, but I have to tell you... It's a I, beautiful day, but it's just windy and noisy. It you is very windy. and have and that on top of the creaky chairs and the possible dog barking and laundry going in the next room. I know, and for the first Sunday, knock on wood, we have no one cutting their grass during our That's podcast time. Mr. Mm-hmm. Cuddy next door is out of town. That's right, he is. He did yep. a cutting on Friday. Yes, he did. Yeah. And he cut half of our lawn, which is it was fine. Very with nice. Me. Well, we we do that for each other. We cut we cut each little sections of each other's grass. Do, I don't. I just go right I by the property. You line. don't, but I do. Well, I'm and afraid. I also use the weed whacker around their um their flower bed where the, where the rocks are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm also afraid to do that because I'm afraid they'll get grass clippings inside the flower bed, and then a poor woman has to come out on her walker and oh. weed the flower bed. God love her. Anyway, she's my age. I know. Alter the multi-alien. Mm-hmm. In an instant, the man-made satellite that orbited Mars disappeared, and with it, important leaders of the universe. The fate of the nine planets was at stake, and Ultra had to bring all his multi-alien skill and know-how into play to track down and solve the mystery of the satellite hotel that vanished. Now, yeah. this I'm trying to place this into my fictional chronology of the DC universe. Mm-hmm. I'm supposing that this is probably after the robot revolution when society is getting back on its feet. Because otherwise, why would intergalactic leaders have to meet in the same place? They could just do it on Zoom. Right, or with a Alexa phone. phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see on the splash page that Ultra is escaping with a box of... Treasures. Well, it looks like a box of vomit with a rolled up document on the top of it. Maybe that's Martian treasure vomit. And some, Maybe they collect their vomit. Maybe it's precious. Some uh, aliens, mm-hmm. clearly criminals, are firing ray guns at him. You can tell because of their stern looks on their faces. The one looks like he's supposed to be... Uh, Arabic? A- Arabic, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll find out. Turban. Yes. All right. The brilliant flash of a ray gun fire rips the sky over a canyon area as 
Ultra has interplanetary smugglers trapped in the canyon. He's trying to move in for the capture. He'll never make it through that murderous barrage of fire. Now, we know we're in the future because these uh, uniformed police officers have ray guns. Right. Um, but Ultra is flying through the canyon, kicking with his lightning leg uh, to disarm the criminals. He's actually zapping. It's going, zap, 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 right. zap. Mm-hmm. But I... I imagine that he's just kicking and like the lightning is like flicking off his feet. Like if you have dog poop on your foot, <laughs> you just kick it so it flings off. Now, I grew up poor and we used to have dog poop in our backyard all the time because we always, because when you're poor, you have dogs, yes. I guess. I mean, you have you can't just have one. You sure. gotta have a lot. You know? Well, I'll tell you, all the little rascals have dogs everywhere. And I, I can't tell you how many times I had stepped in dog shit. Well, it was my little job on Saturdays because my father had seen someone cut their toe off with a lawnmower, a child. Mm-hmm. And so we were not allowed to mow the grass as children until we turned 13. Count your blessings. I know. One time, I was staying at a friend's house for a late Friday night Dungeons and Dragons game. Mm-hmm. And Go we on. stayed up most of the night, but we woke up early on next mo- Saturday morning. And it was cold inside the house in Florida. Go figure, it must have been winter or yeah. fall. I have no idea. Anyway, it was cold inside the house. So I was walking around with a blanket wrapped around me, and I tripped over the blanket, and I broke my left big toe. Yes. And I lost that toenail eventually. Uh-huh. But my parents insisted that I cut the grass. And we lived on an acre and a half of property. We didn't have an acre and a half of lawn. We had about three quarters of an acre of lawn. And even though I came home, my toe black and blue, Mm -hmm. and I believe that I'd broken my toe, my parents said, you just tape that toe to your next toe, and you get out there and you mow that lawn. And I hobbled around on the lawn with my broken toe that Saturday morning because nothing could ever get me out of cutting the grass. And I wasn't even 11. God love you. Well, I had to creep around the backyard with a shovel and a brown paper grocery sack and collect all the dog poop in the grocery sack. That was my little job. Well, at least your parents didn't make you eat it like my parents (laughs) did. And then when I turned 13, we had a neighbor, Hazel Devitt. I'm sure she was a witch because she had long... Witch hair. Long, white, you know... Stringy witch hair. Butt length witch hair, but she kept it in a bun during the day. But her bathroom window was right across from our bathroom window. And uh-huh. so we could see, no, we couldn't see her going to the bathroom. Uh-huh. We could see her brushing out her long hair at night uh-huh. at the witching hour. Oh, with like a, with like a, a comb in the shape of a hand? Yes. <laughs> anyway, her husband had died many years before. And so my father had just always mowed her grass. But she didn't believe in gasoline or something. So she had one of those old timey push mowers. Shut. So up. I had to mow her grass with that. And then like sometimes if she would see that I was mowing, she'd give me a shiny quarter. Uh-huh. But usually she just didn't see or pretended that she didn't see me do it. Shiny quarter. And then she'd sit on our front porch mm-hmm. and she also hated dogs. Mm-hmm. So and you she, had a dog. Yes, we did. But our dog never got loose, but if there was a loose dog come up by her porch, she had a bottle of soapy water on her porch and she'd spray it in the dog's face. And that's the story of Hazel Devitt. I love our stories. I bet we're the only people that love our stories. Probably. Okay, let's get I back to know. the story. So uh, Ultra disarms the criminals and then, I guess, pierces their hearts with his talon foot. Yeah, that's what he... Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure he takes him out. Yeah. Yeah. And then knocks him together with his super strength fur half of his torso. Yeah. And then, uh, but he's got to get going back to his cave, his secret mountain cavern north of Dalesville, Mm -hmm. because he's invented a device. A device he hopes will return him to the man he was. Astronaut Ace Arn. Space pilot. Supposedly lost in space. But we know that he was actually attacked by four different aliens who shot at him at the same time with ray guns designed to turn him into a carbon copy of their alien species, and it turned him into a quadratic alien. Well, that just sounds a like... A multi-alien, if you will. Terrible technology. 
So um, he said the last time he did it, boy, did things backfire. He turned into four separate yes. multi, uh, became a split multi-alien. I, I don't remember, remember that. I, I do. Remember. I think that might have been the first story we read. Okay. Since then, though, he's made many modifications and changes, and he knows it will work this time. It must. So he triggers the machine, and what do you know? It he happens. becomes a Sarn. So I guess somehow fully clothed in his astronaut uniform again, instead of his tidy whiteies. Much to your regret. I know. He's a nice looking fella. Whatever. Now he can do the one thing he's longed for. Get some, get some, get some. Everybody's going to get some. From Bonnie. So he goes to see Bonnie. His anxious heart is throbbing like a trip hammer. Ace dashes to the nearby town of Dalesville, where he says to himself, There you are, Bonnie, honey. This is a rough way to let you know I'm alive, but I guess it's the only way. Here goes, ding dong. Well, let's not gloss over the fact that Bonnie is laying... Stomach down on her sofa, watching, I guess it's a television, and either smelling a flower or, or eating, something. eating a candy bar. I think she's eating nacho chips. <laughs> of course, this is the 1960s. They weren't eating nacho chips. No, right no. Then. Yeah. Although, I don't know, because I... Zantigos, Zantigos. No, I okay. collect old recipe books, as you know. Okay. And I see a lot of recipes from the 50s and 60s that call for avocado. Now, I never remember seeing an avocado till 1978, 79 in my town. Avocado was such a popular decorating color for kitchens. I'm surprised. In the 70s, sure. Yeah. But I mean, I don't remember... And, you know, seeing them or having guacamole or anything around. Well, as I said, we were poor, so we didn't well, have a wide variety of vegetables. You know, I didn't come up in Lady Haster's horse stable. Well, I know you didn't. You sure didn't. I mean, at our at our home, you know, the most exotic sort of vegetables and fruit that we got were oranges that we picked from the orange grove down the street. Yes. Because there was an orange grove. We would have tomatoes and we would have lettuce and it was always iceberg lettuce and we'd have carrots and that was about it. We might mm -hmm. have green peppers. Mm -hmm. I mean, a salad in our house, you know, was that. We'd have potatoes and that was it. I mean, there were about five vegetables. Well, I didn't like the little vegetables, like the celery and the whatnot. I would just leave those in the bottom of the bowl. Oh, okay. And just eat, only eat the lettuce. Okay. Um, in my day, you couldn't get fruits and vegetables all year round you had to eat seasonally did you eat pickled vegetables in the winter uh did your mother pickle no no <laughs> you met my the, mother well that that surprises me actually i was because uh, because she was quite the cook your mother yes but she didn't like any fuss or nonsense and your i mean your father came from west virginia and yes. i know his relatives pickled no i don't think so no my Grandmother baked her own bread always, but I don't think she, I never saw her can. Oh, really? Maybe she did. I don't know. Okay, okay. So he knocks on the doorbell, and tensely, the space pilot, long thought dead, <laughs> fingers the doorbell. Yeah, that was an unfortunate turn of phrase. And a moment later, so what is that? When you finger the doorbell, what do you? Let's ring it. You ring it. You ring it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Uh, Bonnie, because she's a woman, she immediately faints yes. from the shock. He catches um, her, though. Yeah, he catches her, takes her back into the sofa. And uh, just then, an important news bulletin comes across the screen. We interrupt this program to bring you an important bulletin. The Nine Planet Satellite Hotel orbiting Mars has vanished. And we've got the top leaders of the Interplanetary Un Unity Committee gathered in conference at the hotel. Keep tuned for further news. This is a menace that Ultra should handle, Ace thinks. Uh, but that would mean returning to my secret cave and turning back into the multi-alien. And he can't tell Bonnie the truth. Look at her. He turns, like, turn the page. Look at her eyes. I know. I can't, my God, oh, my darling. darling. Oh. It looks like she has no teeth on her top gum. <laughs> yeah, also her eyes. Oh, her eyes are really far apart. Yes. Can you see how far apart they are? Very far apart and, and they're almost roots. crossing. Yeah, and wide. Um, well, she did, in fairness, she was unconscious. She was unconscious, yes, and she just had a big shock. Yeah. Um, now, Maybe Ace, she knocked her eyes loose. <laughs> Ace thinks to himself that he 
must go help in the form of Ultra, but he cannot tell Bonnie the truth. Yeah. Because he realizes now that he'll have to become Ultra at times, and the knowledge that Azarn and Ultra are one and the same might place Bonnie's life in danger. Now, she, it occurs to me that she was starting to figure out last issue or a couple of issues ago. I actually remember that. had her suspicions already. She did. But she's a woman. She can't be trusted with secret knowledge like that. (laughs) So he makes up a flimsy excuse that he was rescued on a remote asteroid by Ultra, Mm -hmm. who told Ace that he and Bonnie were friends. He just lied to her. Yeah. He lied to her. Well, Rob, she's a woman. (laughs) She deserves it. In the 60s. In the 60s. Thank you. Um, Ultra the deer. Oh, he did it for me to make me happy. How can I ever repay him? Now here he looks handsome. He does. And she looks attractive. She doesn't look like a wide-eyed, wall-eyed, crazy child. Now Ace explains that uh, Ultra had to treat him for injuries. And he has ongoing treatments. And in fact, I'm due for one right now. I know. I just saw you. And I know that you thought I was dead, but I've really got to go. I told. I don't know how this flipped my mind, but I've got to have one of my treatments. Yeah. I, I could have done the treatment first and then come to see you and spend more time. But And like a woman, she says, Ace, aren't you forgetting something? She sure is. He forgot to lay a big smacker on her. Mm-hmm. And she says, Ace is back. And he's mine forever. And ever. And ever. And and ever. Uh, No wonder he wants to get away. No kidding. You better watch it. She might hobble him. So he goes back to the cavern, turns back into the multi-alien. At least we know his machine works repeatedly. Yeah. Suddenly, the bizarre beam jolts Ace's body, and a human form dissolves again in an instant and becomes once again Ultra the multi-alien. Multi-alien. But see, this is what I don't like. If he can just change back and forth, I mean, that's his... His only interesting hook was that he was trapped in this hideous form, right? Yes. What are you staring at? Is a neighborhood something oh, happening? It's the neighbor's dog, the basset hound. I just do. You, I love that dog. Why don't you go kidnap it? I would, they leave it outside all the time. I would love to babysit it sometime. <gasps> would you? You know, he's the best bark too. He's a big <laughs> bark. He's great. Sorry. Um, it's space hopped. Uh, I'll space hop to Mars. Guess that Martian investigating team will welcome all the help they can get. Right. Well, I was talking about how this ruins Ultra as a character. Why? Because he doesn't fly? Or what? No, so he can change back and forth to Ace Harn. It's his, that was the only interesting thing was that he was trapped in this body. And but, now about the fact that he had all these powers and stuff like that? Or? I mean, that was fine. I'm just saying from a character standpoint. Yeah. Ultra's, Ultra's kind of an ugly character. Anyway. Yes, but he's beloved by the entire galaxy. We read over and over again. Well... Obviously not enough to keep the um, keep it going right. Mm-hmm. Um, later, at security headquarters on Incredible, Mars. Incredible, isn't it, Ultra? Vanished right out to the sky. But it was no freak phenomenon. The hotel was whisked away by the notorious criminal Klu Khan. Better read this ransom note. Uh, these Martians look like Gerudo. People know what I'm talking about. You don't. Um... They have those... People are saying. Many, many, many people are saying that the Gerudo colonized Mars. It's from Breath of the Wild. Legend of Zelda. It's one of the... It's one of the things clans that... It's one of the musical, noisy things that makes its way up the staircase when yep. I'm playing guitar. Well, if you keep your guitar down, I could turn the volume down on my <laughs> games and movies. Just so the listener knows... When I talk about playing guitar, I'm playing a nylon string classical guitar in a room at the other end of the house. Uh huh. And when I am playing Breath of the Wild or similar. Not amplified, by the way. Not, not am- amplified. Mm-hmm. I'm not amplified either. I just have the TV on. <laughs> the sound bar and the surround sound. Well, it's, it's better than um, what was that video game you were playing? Where they would talk, and they and, and because it was made for everybody in every language, they would just like the the, the translations of oh, that's Breath of the Wild. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you you'd encounter a character, and they go, uh-huh. no, that's only the great fairies uh-huh. are the ones that do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I remember the first time I heard that, I said, "What are you doing in there?" <laughs> anyway, well, you've complained for years that my hearing was bad, so that's why I need to have the sound up on the sound bar and surround sound. Well, I've had my hearing tested, and Have my hearing's you? just fine. 
this year, as a matter of fact. Remember, I was having those dizzy spells and I had my ears checked? Yes. So, why Ku Klan's gone mad? Ku Klan. It sounds like he's Klu-Klan. A, the Ku Klan clan. clan. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, he demands the royal jewels of Mars in return for the hotel and the captive members of the Unity Committee. And just then, another alarming factor. another alarming factor. factor old. The committee also had in its possession the solar system's latest military defense plans and a secret schedule for planetary bullion shipments. Well, it sounds like this group of interplanetary leaders was up to some serious business. It also sounds like they're idiots. Why are they going to gather the most important people and plans and shipping schedule for the galaxy's wealth all in the same place? Because it's a secure location, generally speaking. We have a lexaphone. Just make a call. It's stupid. Yes, so he says, um, so this is serious. We've got to get clicking and fast. Yes. Turn up any leads? Yes. One of the guards <laughs> thinks he recognized the messenger who dropped off the ransom note. He thought he was Klu Klan's henchman, Tojil. To- I think of that as Tojam. Tojil, yes. Uh, so he's going to, Ultra is going to try to run down Tojil. He must know who he is, You right? boys keep clue hunting. Um... So Ultra soars to Zabrin. The Casbah of Mars City to search it as only the amazing multi-alien can. You mean like search it with his eyes? Right. Yeah. Very quickly too. No sign of Tojil on there or there. (laughs) I cleared the west side of the district. Now for the north. Painter. It's Tojil. And a pal. Yep. Gotta play this real cute. I want to... I, I want said, a fair word. <laughs> I want a few words with you, Ku Klan. Ku Klan. Ku Klan. Sorry, I think I keep on saying Ku Klan. Ku Klan Klan. Yeah. Uh, so he grabs up Tojil and uh, says, I'm going to take you, I want you to take me to Ku Klan. Mm-hmm. And the other fellow there, the pal, mm-hmm. They were at a stand, like a little... A, a little, spice stand. A, a little, well, it looks like the guys, the, the vendor is actually cooking something. Oh, maybe it's kettle corn. <laughs> Here's spice in your eye, Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> and Ultra goes, ow. <laughs> Ultra covers his eyes and screams in pain. My and eyes, I can't see anything. That must have been some spice. Well, it could have been hot pepper or something, in mm. fairness. Mm-hmm. That's a very popular flavor for kettle corn. Burning hot pepper. <laughs> so everybody scatters while Ultra is blinded. Well, it was all a trick. Ultra saw the spice coming. He closed his and eyes. And just closed his eyes. Clever. That's a superpower. <laughs> Seeing something coming your way and closing your eyes to protect them. I can't do that. Oh, I could. Well, since I've turned 13, when I hit puberty, I could do that. Oh, you could do that? Yeah. You have no idea how many times I've taken falling leaves in my eyes, limbs. Yes. Um, one time a dog jumped right into my eyeball. One time, I remember when I kicked dog poop off my foot and it <laughs> flung into your eye because you couldn't see it coming. Or <laughs> So he says, I saw that spice coming. Okay, let's turn the page. Okay, I got a policeman is your friend. I love that. Friend. Um, okay. Like a shot, the multi-alien zooms skyward and taking advantage of cloud cover, trails the criminals in their super futuristic car which is looks like a 57 convertible yes mm-hmm. we should also mention that mars has lush vegetation and apparently yeah. the same gravitational fields or a pole that earth yeah. has yes yeah. and a blue sky so yeah. everything checks out scientifically cool, cool, so cool, 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 so ultra deduces that this must be klucan's hideout mm-hmm. he busts through the window and i have to tell you that when i saw this i thought wow the houses on Mars look just like the houses on Earth with windows and everything. Although this this house is a little shabby. Mm-hmm. This looks like Robbie Reed's lab shack. <laughs> Seconds later. So Ultra busts in. He uses his magnetic half torso to draw the guns away from the criminals. Then he uses his strong arm to break the guns. Yes. And, he, and the guy, one of the guys says, split up. He can't run us all down. Oh, he won't have to because now he's going to spin himself so fast that he creates a suction. Pulling I hate the... this convention, but I've come to understand that it happens. It's a trope in we, I thought you only hated the spinning arms, not the whole spinning body. Whatever. Which shouldn't create a suction. No, I would think it would create... Fling them outwards. Fling them outward. But, yeah. Well, this is Mars, so it might be different physics. Ultra looks like Betty Page on the next... 
<laughs> first top left panel, doesn't he? Yes. It's like, all right, Glucon, where did you stash the Nine Planets Hotel? Remember when they used to do that thing? and they With make, his hand on his hip? He looks like... Make up their one half their body like a lady and the other yeah. half is a man and they he turn. Looks, he's going all vampy. Where did you stash the Nine Planets Hotel? <laughs> oh, that took a turn I wasn't thinking of. So... Uh, Can has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, I've pulled a lot of jobs, but that hotel heist isn't one of them. He said, cut the comedy, Clue. Clue. I cannot get the guy's name right. I'm sorry. Clue cut can. the comedy, Clue. Um, you even signed the ransom note, and your own henchman, Togeo, here was seen delivering it. Uh, I guess I better level with all of you. Clue Khan's innocent, ultra honest. I was duped. So this is Tojio. Uh, he looks like Dobby the house elf. He does. I was offered big cash by some... Well, I don't know why I keep on going to that accent. I don't either. I don't mind it. Um, I was offered big cash by some mystery guy to drop off the ransom note. I went to the Martian woods where a masked character landed a spaceship and the deal was made. <laughs> the <laughs> Martian woods. The Martian Woods. Why didn't they name it something like after a great hero or... That's like saying... The Earth Woods. I met him in the Earth Woods. Exactly, right. yes. The, oh, the Earth Woods? Oh, I know that place. It's on Earth. Well, we do have to assume that Mars has been terraformed, and so maybe there is only one strand of woods on Mars. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> if you just turn back one page and you watch where he's flying, there's a lot of woods. Oh, true. true. Well, maybe yeah. it's just a big woods, but okay. it's the only one. It's the Martian Woods. Right? Maybe it's like maybe um, it's the original terraform woods, and it was called the Martian woods. And then, of course, there are other there are other um, wooded areas on the continent. What are those trees? Is it aspens? That's actually just only one tree. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. But I didn't even know it was a ransom note at the time, or they were. I bet Tojo can't read, and that's what he doesn't want to admit. Oh my God, you're right. That's um, it. Yeah. He didn't know it was a ransom note or that they were framing Klucan. He says, oh, if Clue is being framed, it's logical they'd use one of his own men as the ransom messenger. Come on, Tojil. Oops. He picks him up. <laughs> nope. And then he leaves the other guys in an active vortex of lightning that's just going to keep on going. To- yeah, he shoots lightning rings out of his foot, which stay in place to until trap the, police the criminals until yeah. the police arrive. So shortly after, this is where the deal was made, Ultra, and the mystery spaceship came in here. So they inspected the tracks where the spaceship had landed, and Ultra sees immediately that it's not from Martian clay. It's yellow-green clay found only on Deimos, one of the moons orbiting Mars. It must have shaken loose from the spaceship when it landed, and that's where it must have come from. You know, Mars is not that big compared to Earth, and Deimos would... Oh, look, Deimos has its own atmosphere, too. It's just... Well, actually, it doesn't mm-hmm. in real life. Mm-hmm. And I was reading about the moons of Mars earlier. Um, there's only, like, three ways that moons can form. Mm-hmm. Either they form accrete out of a disk of dust and gas Mm -hmm. surrounding the planet Mm -hmm. or they are captured asteroids Mm -hmm. that are captured as they go by Mm -hmm. or they are uh, jettisoned from an impact on the planet jettisoned material out and then they form. How was our moon formed? uh, The impact. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, the way the placement of Mars's moons Deimos and Phobos Mm -hmm. Um, and their orbital pattern, it doesn't seem like any of those ways fit. And in fact, Phobos is orbiting so close to Mars that it's eventually going to just plummet into the surface. Hmm. So that's why a lot of people thought Phobos was an artificial construction. Oh, wow. Okay. But they don't think that anymore. But still. You can interpret my silence as sincere interest. Well, you should read up on it. That's what I was researching earlier. Oh, um, I'm so busy. I know. You, didn't you run a half marathon today? I did. Not even as a race, just for funsies. Just for funsies, yeah. God love you. Special listener, I know who you are. I didn't even bring it up. 
He did. You can send me a text when you listen to this episode. So, Ultra takes off with Toji. That special listener always makes fun of me for talking I, about running. I know. Um, Ultra theorizes that since he went to such extremes to frame Klukan and hide his identity, that the hostages must know who the real criminal oh, is. Oh, God, I'm bored. God, Same, God, just... this story. God, I'm sorry. Meaning that he will <laughs> for sure kill the hostages whether or not he gets the ransom. Okay, all right. Well, let's turn up the tension, shall we? It will take days to search Demos for the stolen hotel, but there is a quicker way to find it with a little luck. Operator, get me the police. <laughs> Sarah? <laughs> yes, get, Ultra? Get me Togeal down at the five and dime. <laughs> ring, ring. Just um, a minute, patching you through. He calls the Martian government and says, I want you to pay the ransom. You want us to pay the ransom? Yes, I want you to pay the ransom. You want us to pay the ransom as demanded and make no effort to trail them. Very well, Ultra. I hope you know what you're doing. <laughs> Believe me. It's our only chance of saving the lives of those hostages and recovering the plans. Next day, anxious eyes keep watch over a long-distance TV scanner. <clears throat> Lexophone. High over Deimos until... A spaceship on the screen, identical to the one Tojil described. It must be the criminal ship returning here with the ransom. Shortly. Report to the blockhouse with the ransom at once. As you command, Jalgrel. Oh, I love that voice. Nice, nice, nice. There's the hotel camouflaged. Oh, that was almost a silent, wasn't it? By your command. By your command. There's a hotel camouflaged. Time for me to land and wing into action. Um, so the hotel is camouflaged in a little cavern. Perfectly sized for the hotel. Yes. It's a nice hotel. It's not a very big hotel. No. It must be one of those vanity hotels. Yeah, it's good. For it the looks ultra like, it kind of looks like a wedding cake, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So God, I could go for a piece of cake right now. I have to tell you something terrible. You had something for lunch. I had a piece of cake at church today. Of course you did. It was a special day. It was. You know what, though? What? Because after, after I exercised this morning, I realized, like, because I'd burned so many calories, uh -huh. I could eat anything I want mm -hmm. with no guilt whatsoever. And all I wanted was a hot dog. I, so I stopped well, at 7-Eleven, and it was the saddest. You know, you know, I have this thing about hot dogs. I want a hot dog that is so hot yes. to, in temperature that, that I, you know, when I bite into it it, 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 it makes a little popping. And you scream in pain. Yeah. I just, I love a good hot dog. And it was just... Barely hot. You need to go to Rocks. I was to get your so hot dogs. Upset. They deep fry them. I was so disappointed. So disappointed. Well, you still have got calories to spare. You can well, go get you just, another hot. You dog. know, it's you know what I hate about the hot dogs. If they're not hot enough, the fat inside the hot dogs coats the inside of your mouth yeah. instead of just like you know going down with the wonderful with the ketchup and the relish and the mustard and stuff yeah. like that. Right? Instead of just it stays as a paste inside. If it's not hot enough, it stays as a paste inside your mouth. It's, it's disgusting. Guess what? what? When I'm in a hurry, I eat them cold. Right out of the Ew! fridge. What do you think about no! that? Oh no! Oh my God, that's the worst! Nope. No! Yep. Oh, you might as well eat peanut butter while you're doing that. Ugh. And what's wrong with peanut butter? Peanut butter and cold hot dogs would be absolutely disgusting. I'd do it. Yeah, I do. You wouldn't even have well, to. Well, thanks me. for bringing home wings. I really appreciate. You know that. who loves up. hot dogs? Ultra, the multi-alien. Oh, we're getting back to the story because we're really close to the end, aren't we? <laughs> I hope so. So he checks on the hostages. They're still alive because he, he no. He says, first thing I'm going to do is check on the hostages and make sure they're still breathing." <laughs> make sure they're still breathing. Making a soft landing atop the structure. Yeah, That's I don't know how you're going to make a soft landing when your legs made of lightning. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's just Ultra. Uh, so they're in the conference room, which is apparently at the very tippy top of the hotel because Ultra can overhear them. Yes. And there's one of goes, one of the goes, this is madness. How long do these criminals intend to keep us locked up like this? He's like, okay, they're still alive. Sounds yes. like they're in a conference room. He knows that the gang's headquarters is in a nearby camouflaged blockhouse. Yeah, that's where I can maybe find an angle to solve this mess. So he happens tense, tense minute later. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold a second. <laughs> tense minutes later. He's on the skylight. Yes. Which is very nicely appointed blockhouse to have a skylight, uh, right? I'll say. And he says, oh, Jarrell, the escaped Venusian criminal. New character. Hello. 
Now, listener, don't be concerned. This is Jalrel, J-A-L hyphen R-E-L. I realize that when you say it fast, it sounds like he's from the house of Al of planet Krypton. Oh, no. They're a noble race. They oh, would never, never steal jewels and things. Nor wear this awful outfit. Um, so he's behind this insane show. <laughs> not, not this crazy. This insane. This is insanity. <laughs> now that we've got the, because now that we've got the plans and the ransom, are you going to teleport the hotel and hostages back up into orbit, chief? Now, I don't know why he had to take hostages if they're from Venus, because he's got a whole train full of international policemen. They're on the surface there. of Venus. Superman took them Superman there. Superman deposited them there yes. months and months ago. Well, of course, Ultra overheard this and he says, oh, yeah. teleportation. That's how the satellite Ultra mysteriously vanished. Hmm. Teleportation? Wait a second. Teleportation. Yes. Is that um, taking something, breaking it into energy matter, and then placing it someplace else and, and reconstituting yes. it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I was thinking of, when I read it, telekinesis. Oh, Which is that's moving it with your mind. Different, yes. <laughs> um, so the hostages know my identity. Jar Jalrel explains, if I send them back, the frame that I put on Klukan would fall through, and I'd be wanted for the kidnapping. No, I'm going to get rid of them my own way. Contact the guards at the hotel and have them get the spaceship away. Get the spaceship away yeah. and clear the area. He's going to kill them. He's going to kill them, Bob. Uh, please clear the area. That's an old uh, Imogen so, Heap song. Oh, so um, um, Ultra, Ultra goes, Jarrell's got something sinister up his sleeve. Got to move fast. Minutes later. Unfortunately, super speed is the one power I don't have. <laughs> um, Ultra busts through the door. The, 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 the multi-alien here on Demos blast him down. Snatches up the box with the ransom and the rolled up uh, plans. Plans. I should mention that they actually printed out the plans and rolled them up and tied them in a bow. Well, they didn't have computers back in the 60s. Yes, so. they well, did. They were not, not like micro discs. They had like real reels with magnetic tape. They had microfiche at the library. And, it doesn't uh, make sense. I mean, it's written for a child. You know. uh, and Ultra flies off with the loot. And we get this panel. It's interesting because that's on the splash page. It's basically the same thing we saw on the splash page. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Which is unusual. Jalrel says, I warn you, Ultra, return the box or the hostages will die. Right. The area beneath the hotel is mined and ready to be blasted. And Ultra says, Blast away, Jarrell. Blast away. I don't care. I got the loot. And I'm going to go back and turn back into astronaut Azarn and marry Bonnie. He says, sounds like you think you're bluffing, Chief. I'll show that freak everybody inside the blockhouse now. What can it mean? Has the heroic ultra forsaken the hostages traded their lives for the plans and the ransom? Looks like it because the hotel explodes. Moments later, as the multi-alien stashes of valuables, kaboom. Jarrell wasn't kidding. He did it. The Unity Committee blown to the stars. That will teach Ultra to tamper with me. Now launch a search. I want him and that box. Uh-oh. Suddenly the blockhouse begins to shake and move. It must be a moonquake. That's not... There's no such thing as no, that. But, no. uh, uh, Ultra has snatched up the blockhouse, torn it off its foundation, and now he's holding it in his super strong arm and using his magnetic arm to spin it and vibrate it at fast speeds, just like a -a tilt-a-whirl. Sounds like a nightmare. It sure does. I'd vomit. Mm -hmm. I hate those carnival rides now. Um, Of course, with my vertigo, I can't do those rides anymore. No. Well, one time I was on one of the, is it the tilt-a-whirl where it's just like a big tube and it spins and you get pressed against the wall? I think that's what it is. I have that confused with the little the little cart that you sit in with the little land, the little crab claws that you sit in and it goes around like oh, that. Oh, yeah. What's that called? The octopus? I don't know. That's the one where I was on at the Ohio State Fair. No, at the uh, Columbus Zoo Amusement Park. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was my father's company picnic and I was there with my little sister. Mm-hmm. And we got on the octopus and the moment the ride started, she vomited all over me. Oh, wow. And so then it starts spinning. So the vomit's just spinning all over the <laughs> town. 
Why are and there it was, so many stories where Aaron ruins? Why the are fun? there so many stories about Aaron ruining things? <laughs> um, I love because her. she's we a love woman her. and, and inherently her. weaker than men. That's uh. <laughs> um, so it was the beginning of the ride, so we had to go through the whole ride with the vomit flying everywhere. Yeah, I've seen people vomit on those rides before. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I was on the spinny thing once. Mm-hmm. And you know how a centrifugal force presses you up against the wall? Well, it was the 70s, so I was wearing a cool little puka bead choker of some kind. <laughs> and that just got pulled up against the wall. I almost choked to death. Oh, my God. Yeah. That sounds Talk horrible. about nightmares. I know. <laughs> anyway, lucky thing that before he barged openly into the headquarters of the criminals, Ultra broke through the wall of the room in back and operated the teleportation unit, which was clearly labeled, as we saw a few panels ago, and teleported the hotel back to the artificial asteroid from whence it came. Oh, I see it now. The label. It's the label. Teleportation Teleportation unit. Yeah. All you blew up was your own camouflage. Ha, ha, ha. Now, get to my spaceship. You boys have got a date with a Martian jail. Returning to Earth. I've got a date with Bonnie. Returning to Earth, Ultra once again becomes Ace Arn to visit Bonnie, where... She's... Look how happy she is to be reading that newspaper. Her shoulders are up. She is giddy. I can't tell what the name of the paper is. It's a daily something. Daily... Gazette? Daily... Well, I've... Daily Braille? That's what it looks like. I expanded it? it. It looks. It looks like the Daily Braille. Well, that's a waste of resources if you're actually printing a newspaper in Braille, but For then also impaired. in ink. It looks like the Daily Braille. I know it's I not, know. but I, that, yeah. Actually, it looks like it says totally Braille. If, <laughs> if, you, if you zoom in on it, it looks like totally Braille. <laughs> Ultra captures kidnappers. Ultra which, which, of course, sounds like this. You're running your finger across it. I can't do it. Wait, we'll see. Oh, Ultra ultra Captures Kidnappers. Ultra's done it again. I feel so proud of him and rather sorry. He must be a terribly lonesome person as a multi-alien. And he thinks to himself, I was, Bonnie, until I found the means of being human again. To be near you. The end. Uh, Almost literally the end because... Next issue will be the last. the last story of Ultra the Multi-Alien. And in fact, the last issue of Mystery in Space for a good long while. Wow. Ultra the Multi-Alien. I'm saddened by that. Ultra destroys Mystery in Space. Extra, extra. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Ultra the Multi-Alien. Horrible comic. Speaking of blind people. What? You know what I watched on YouTube yesterday? Clown. Remember that movie Clown? With a little child urchin boy in Paris, and he loses his dog, and he searches and searches the town, and he finally sees the dog down at the end of the street, and he runs over, and, and the dog is helping a visually impaired yes. person, a blind man. Yeah, and the little boy just turns and walks away, oh. while sad French accorded music plays. Why do you do that to yourself? Well, because I have a student who's in a French class, and he has to have some kind of French artistic experience every week oh so, so i said oh him. let me send you these movies that you can watch so i oh, sent him that and umbrellas of cherbourg of course and oh. young girls of rochefort he's so lucky to have you as a teacher i'll say these really? kids and he's he doesn't watch tv or movies so it's a hard battle oh my but god i know but you know how kids are these days yeah what's up with that i don't know what do they do with their time i don't know did we when we were in college? Yes. Did we watch a lot of television? Yes, but there was nothing else to do. We didn't have computers or or, or phones, phones or anything. Yeah, I mean, I I was a straight A student. I studied well, all the time. So was I practically. Well, by the time that you went back to Except college, for that one that second degree, that's that second degree. I was getting my first degree, and of course, I would nobody in my family had gone to college, so right. I wasn't about to screw that up at all. And I was paying my way through college right, myself. Right. So um, you were like, oh, I've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we both turned out all right. Yeah, absolutely. 
You can find us on social media at, at where? Go, go, go check, check pod. pod. You can find Dr. Husband on his podcast, Liberally Speaking. And you can find us back here next week. Next week, because we don't have anything else going on. We should have a story to share. We should. Yeah, we have a little social event on Friday. Oh, oh, right. Saturday, Saturday, yeah. Well, it's just a beer festival. You know, you just go and drink a lot and then come home. Yeah. Um, anything else to add? No, this has been delightful. Sorry we missed last week. We had a busy weekend. I don't remember what it was, but it was completely full. Um, it was work-related. Mm-hmm. And uh, talk about work. Good night this week. I've got a lot of events this week. Well, that's yeah. why they pay you the big bucks. True, true. But he doesn't make all that much, but... It's enough. It's enough. Mm-hmm. We don't want for anything nope. except more listeners. So don't forget to rate and review and tell all share, your share friends. Share with your friends. Tell them about this. Wouldn't it be great if, like, after all this time, we could actually get some sort of sponsorship? I listened to an awful, awful, awful podcast yesterday that had lots of sponsorship. And I, I would listen to it for a very specific reason, which I won't go into right now because I don't want to give away what podcast this was. Right. Um it was like a true crime kind of podcast. And I was like, God, this is so poorly produced and it's awful. And it's, and they have a lot of listeners and they have, and they have sponsorship and like, you know, what the hell are we doing wrong? Was what I was thinking. So well, as long as they don't care about production value, we should have no problem. Right. I'm going to start with ice cubes gum. It's the best. Oh. I bet they'll sponsor us. <laughs> All right. We'll be back next week. And as always, we leave you with a hearty bye. Bye.